you can have anything you want. You first of all must decide. You then work back from the result. So whatever you want your outcome to be, you work back from the result and you create a plan to get there with daily actions, okay, daily actions to achieve the goal. Thank you for everyone for joining us in yet again another episode here at the Garden of Life Dubai podcast. Today, we are so privileged to welcome Spencer Lodge. He is um, voted as one of the top 100 most influential people in Dubai and is dubbed as a serial entrepreneur. We get to know him deeper and listen to his stories on how he came about and also starts to influence all the next generation sales and storytellers of today. Spencer, thank you so much for joining us here today. Thank you so much. It's a privilege. I'm very grateful. So to get going, this is, um, this is quite a, a, a reference uh, to you being called the serial entrepreneur. What it, does it take to be called a serial entrepreneur? Um, uh, a serial entrepreneur is not a title, I think, that anybody gives themselves. I think it's what somebody else gives them or others give them. Um, I would regard myself as a, as a working class kid that became good at sales and then built businesses with sales at the core of them. And that one business became two, became three, became six. And so once you've got more than one business as an entrepreneur and you're doing it on a regular basis, I think that people call you a serial entrepreneur because of that. And um, you have started this organically, I suppose, um, not thinking about this as the path that you want to undergo um, and to do it professionally. What is Spencer Lodge doing prior to, um, to uh, being a serial entrepreneur, so to speak? Being an employee. That's the succession, right? <laughs> You kind of, uh, you work for a company in your, or a number of companies, you learn, um, you then decide to go on your own and start your own business. And then once you do that, then you become, I suppose, a small business owner. If you make a success of that business, you become an entrepreneur. And if you do it repeatedly, then a serial entrepreneur becomes. So yeah, I was just an employee in simple terms. Yeah, right. So the motive there is it, it, it evolved from, you know, be, being an employee and then you kind of gathered the learnings throughout these process and the motivation to, to uh, decoupling yourself from there and doing it on your own. Uh, what is it? What, it, what, it, what triggered that um, in you to, to be where you are right now, to, to tackle rather the path that you have? Uh, well, in my case, my personal story is that I got fired. Um, oh. And being fired from an organization that I'd been uh, one of the directors and shareholders of and, and had built for 16 years, the CEO decided that he didn't want me anymore and he fired me. And I was left in a position where I could go and get another corporate job or go and work in another company and help build somebody else's business or build my own. And that's really how it started. Mm -hmm. And that's... Um being 16 years with something and, and treating it as your life as it is, um, that is, if, you, if I may say so, a, a quite a blow. But sometimes when things like this happen, you kind of have a choice, as you said, where the, whether or not to go through the motions again or pick it up from... 
yeah, I think you find a lot of people that have, have faced adversity in their life, no matter what it is, um, find from that adversary, uh, adversity, sorry, strength to never put themselves into that position again. And, you know, I have interviewed countless people on my podcast that have been through horrific experiences in their life. And, and what I've learned is that it's that pain that causes them to go to a place where they say no more, never again. And take a simple example, um, a man and a woman in a relationship and one of them cheats. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes that's forgiven and they work on the relationship um, to try and make it work. But if that person cheats again, then the other person says, no, no way, never again. I'm never going to do this again. This now is dead to me. Mm-hmm. And they move on and they will not move back into that position because the pain of what they experienced mm-hmm. is so strong that they don't ever want to go there. And I think that was the same for me. The pain of what I experienced meant that I never wanted to be in that position again. And um, it then gave me strength, confidence, belief, um, but also like a, an unwavering um desire to go and pursue something um where nobody could ever say that to me again mm-hmm. quite um remarkable how the resilient of of anyone who's put in the hot boiling water you are taken out of your comfort zone so to speak and that's when you have to make a decision to not be in that same space again yeah i i think it's making a decision but the decisions and a much easier decision to make because choice one or choice a is pain and choice b is no pain mm. by comparison you know wim hof uh, the, the the guy that's called the ice man mm-hmm. that climbs mountains barefoot and teaches people to sit in ice baths and stuff mm-hmm. his story is a great example of that because Wim's, wim hof was married to the love of his life And one night she kissed the kids and jumped off the balcony and killed herself. Mm -hmm. And the pain that he experienced from her death was overwhelming, like literally overwhelming. It was intense. He he couldn't escape it. Mm -hmm. And then one day he he saw a lake near where he was that had a thin layer of ice over the top of it. And he jumped into the lake. And for those few moments he was in the lake, he didn't feel that pain. Mm -hmm. And... Then the next day he went and he jumped in the lake again. And again, the pain disappears. Mm -hmm. And so for him, his association, his brain associated the ice cold water with no pain. Now, most of us would think the ice cold water was pain. Mm -hmm. But for him, comparably, um, the the ice water was no pain compared to the pain of his wife taking uh, her own life. Mm -hmm. So I think that how we measure pain and how we see situations, all of us individually um, get to interpret that in our own way. But mm-hmm. we, we all have a threshold. We all have a line. Um, uh, and we want to try and never go past that line. And in most cases, we don't. You know, you see it. Most people see it in their own lives. And so bringing it back to business, um, I just never wanted to be in a position where anybody could ever control my outcome. Right. And and so and, – and, the threat or the fear um, or, the, or the feeling of pain of being out of control, i.e. not in control of your destiny, um, is something that's very, very big to me. And uh-huh. so 
I went down the path I did. And, and your motivational philosophical belief with with um, MIH or making it happen derived from these experiences, right? That how do you think? What is the role of luck into this whole making it happen? Or is there any role? No, there's no such thing as luck. Make, making it happen, or make it happen, which is my, my one of my my sales training university and my books called Making It Happen, mm -hmm. is is because you can make anything you want happen. You can't visualize what you want to happen. You can't manifest what you want to happen, but you can take the required amount of action to make anything happen that you want in your life. And there's the only barrier to that is you. It's literally you. You are the only barrier to whatever you want to achieve in life. And a lot of people say, oh, well, it's not quite as simple as that. It's not as easy as that. But yeah, yes, it is. And there are millions if not hundreds of millions of examples around the world of people that made that decision and decided they were going to make their life happen the way they wanted to and took the required action to get there mm -hmm. the man that started a business that wanted to grow it to the woman that was desperate to have a baby and, uh, and became so overwhelmed that she wanted to become a mother that we saw on the news the other day that a woman was even making holes in condoms mm -hmm. that uh, we saw it on the news she was making holes in condoms on the off chance she might get pregnant and mm -hmm. uh, to the, the man she was with and so you know that, that that drive that people have that that ambition and that desire they have to get to where they want it shows in positive and negative examples countlessly yeah, but yeah. it exists in all of us yeah exactly and it reminds me greatly uh, of this um Uh, statement that I live by and I've been living by it over decades of my life um, and it is they say that if you want something there's many ways and if you don't want something there's many excuses and this, this is true in all it, it, in all levels right in everything we do yeah I mean uh, another example of that is the lady I think it was two years ago in the UK became slimmer of the year Mm -hmm. And what caused her to become slimmer of the year was she was sat in her car in a car park at McDonald's mm -hmm. eating a cheeseburger or something. Mm -hmm. And three kids on their mountain bike cycled past and they threw their half-eaten burgers through the window at her mm -hmm. and said, hey, there you go, fatso, get some more of that. Okay. And she was so humiliated in that moment that she got to the line of saying, never again. Mm -hmm. I'm now going to do something about this and there's nothing that's going to stop me because you, it just becomes a switch in your brain that you turn that does mm -hmm. not allow you to think any other way. Now, before that moment, she was secretly eating away and putting more calories on and putting more weight on. But, you know, and that had been, that had been her pattern for years and years and years. Mm -hmm. In that moment when that happened, never again. Mm -hmm. And that's it. That's it. You're done. There's no going back. And so it, it demonstrates itself in, in human nature and human characteristics and our psyche on so many uh, levels, in so many ways, so often that do we need to feel the pain first? Well, in most cases, people do feel the pain, the trauma, the suffering of some sort. Um, but there are also examples of people that haven't that have gone out and said, you know what, I want a better life. I deserve a better life. I want to do something, you know. You see a lot of people that are billionaires that mm -hmm. are self-made. Mm -hmm. 
Mm. And that when they're self-made, they didn't come from middle-class upbringings. Mm. They came from very poor upbringings. Mm. And for them, it was like, I'm not going to live my life like that. No way will I live my life like that. No way will I suffer. And no way will I want my family to ever suffer. I'm going to go out. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to create a plan. And I'm going to build something mm. that I can be proud of and that will provide for my family for now and generations to come. Yeah. And now, speak. I mean, speaking about um, financials, you know, you have made your first million at the age of 26. This is um, known to many. Um, this is one of your inspira- uh, inspiration points amongst many uh, with your philosophical belief and just your motivation, your sheer uh, tone and, and presence. Um, but um, anyway, going back to the first million, <laughs> that is the highlight of it. Is this still possible in this very competitive cutthroat um, era? What's more competitive and cutthroat today than it was when I was 26? Yeah, well, there is that level of uh, everything right now you do is technologically based, right? I mean, every single thing. No, 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 no it's not. Not everything's technological based. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's analog, whether it's digital, it doesn't matter. There's always been competition. You know, when I first was a salesperson in London, mm-hmm. I was a salesperson making cold calls, trying to sell office equipment to companies. Mm-hmm. I had thousands of competitors in the city of London every day. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people get wrapped up thinking things are more competitive now. No, they're not. Or they're complicated. Different. Or complicated, right? Different. But you have to remember, most people in business fail. Most mm-hmm. people in business don't get the result they're looking for and they give up. Mm-hmm. So, you know, invariably, you just have to outlast, you yeah, know, yeah, you yeah. outlast people and, and you'll get to where you want to go. You know, you Endurance. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Tolerance and endurance and patience. Um, because most people trip themselves up. Most people mess up themselves. They don't need, uh, you, you don't always need to beat everybody. You just need sometimes to wait for everybody to fail and yeah, beat who's yeah. left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's putting it bluntly. And roads to success, maybe this is contrary also to uh, what you think is. is. So, um, they say the road to success will always be bumpy, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, to the youth out there, because part of Garden of Life uh, Dubai initiative is to support youth initiative uh, to the, the, the young ones that are listening right now um, and are starting out in, in this path. Um, what do you uh, think is, uh, is a one-liner that you could share to them uh, in, in making it? No, I don't think I have one-liners. I think, I think, what young people need to remember is that you can have anything you want. You first of all must decide. You then work back from the result. So whatever you want your outcome to be, you work back from the result and you create a plan to get there with Mm. daily actions, okay, daily actions to achieve the goal. And if if you're not clear on where you want to go, then how on earth will you ever get there? Yeah. So you've got to be really clear on where you want to go. And I wanted... You know, my, my mentality is to win. You know, if I, let me give you two options. Yeah. Option, option number one, you come second, but you get $500,000. Option number 500000 okay. Or option number two, you win and you get $200,000. Okay. So most people go, well, I'll come second and get the 500,000. I actually um, choose that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't. I don't care about the money. I care about winning. 
Mm-hmm. So for me, I want to be number one. Okay, I want to be the best. Okay, and that matters more to me. The 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 accolade, the recognition, the acknowledgement, the respect mm-hmm. of being winner. Okay, is the most important thing. You know, when you think about any Olympic sport, who do we remember? The bronze medalist, the silver medalist. No. Okay. Who came who came second in the last World Cup finals? Yeah. Most people don't know. Yeah. You know, and so it's that winning mentality. And I and that's in my DNA. I want to win. Mm. I want to be the best. Right. And I'll I'll quickly walk away if I don't think I can be. Yeah. That decision had been made right from the get-go for you. So for me, it was I had a I had a I was bad at school, didn't study very hard at school, got one O level, left school, didn't go to college, went and did an apprenticeship, didn't like that, um, got a job as a trainee salesperson. And in that environment, I thrived. I liked the competition because I was very competitive. Um, I realized that I could learn the skills and, and, and I could apply the skills and get results. And it was the first place I'd been where I was valued and I was respected. And it was the first place, you know, that anyone said, well done to me because mm-hmm. at school that never happened. <laughs> and so, you know, that becomes a drug when people are around you are applauding you, shaking your hand, you're picking up a, I don't know, a plaque, a check, a certificate at the end of the month or quarter it's it's saying you are somebody and so that that almost that that blue tick verification I was Mm. getting in an analog way um recognizing that I was somebody in this in you know in the tiny pinprick of the world that I was involved in and so that became my drug you know Mm. my drug became winning and you know it wasn't it was never it was never and still isn't ever about money yeah. Uh, I'm not. I'm not interested. Money is such a byproduct, and so many people focus on the money. Yeah. Um, you know, a, a, a good example. The first time in the financial services industry, I was the top of the tree in the whole industry. It was 1999, mm-hmm. and it was a close fought competition. But previously, in the summer of that year, I'd been um, in Mexico City with my boss, and we were looking at jewelry and, uh, and watches in a different stores we walked into a Cartier store and my boss tried this watch on he said it's beautiful isn't it and I'm like that's amazing that watch he asked the lady the price and she said something and he said oh it's a bit outside of my budget mm-hmm. and as we walked down the street he's like wow what do you think of that watch I'm like that is the most beautiful watch I've ever seen mm-hmm. well come Christmas 1999 uh I go up on stage in a closely fought competition and I only find out on the night that I've won. Mm-hmm. And as I go up on stage, I've won, I get my trophy and the applause, mm-hmm. but my boss gives me the watch. Oh. He bought it and he gave me the watch and that watch was everything. And yeah. it's meant everything to me since 1999. It's you know, in its box, polished and immaculate. And mm-hmm. that, that was acknowledgement that I was the best within an industry that mattered to me having recognition um and someone saying you you matter and and Mm -hmm. we value you just counts for so much for me and for all of the people you know I was bullied at school and so for all of those bullies that bullied me oh goodness me yeah I was (laughs) fingers up to those people I arrived I achieved I became somebody exactly exactly um those are beautiful story. You are a beautiful storyteller, Spencer. Now, but those are stories when things happen, when people make things happen, right? How about when things don't seem to happen? 
or, or well, do off the wagon you have to go back to your outcome then you go back to the strategy and the goals and the daily activities required to achieve the goal mm-hmm. and then you have to reset and you say okay i'm not where i was supposed to be it's like it's mm-hmm. like um like a diet isn't it when people lose weight they go on the diet they're seven days in and they sneakily eat a packet of fruits and it's like (laughs) ice cream whatever it may be and you know unless they're doing it they're loving it but they're hating it at the same time because they know they shouldn't be doing it well once you've done it there's nothing you can do about it it's done yeah yeah so you've got to say to yourself okay right guess what i came off the wagon tomorrow's a new day and from tomorrow onwards i'll make sure i don't go down that path again um and you may fall off the wagon and you may make mistakes and you may get it wrong, but you're a human being. And guess what? You're allowed to. Right. And look, look, look you know, we're, we're just, we're all like it. We're all human beings. What happens is as you get older, you become way more self-aware. Mm-hmm. And so, and because you're self-aware, you're a little bit more patient. And because you're patient, you might think about putting that ice cream in your mouth before mm-hmm. you actually do okay. it. As opposed to when you're young, it will go in your mouth and then you'll be thinking about it. Yeah, exactly. Metabolism is what it's called. <laughs> but like, I just want to circle back, uh, Spencer, earlier, you did mention something about um, a sort of an advice for the youth that's listening on there to set a goal and work your way up that goal, right? But do we ever at a young age know what this goal is really well again it depends and a, a good examples of my two daughters so i've got two daughters at university one graduates this year the other one graduates next year the one that graduates this year knows exactly what she wants to do mm. she knows exactly where she wants to be what industry how she's going to grow in that industry she's, she's clear in her mind my youngest has no idea Mm-hmm. She hasn't got a clue. She's like, I don't know what I want to do. I don't know what I'm going to apply myself. And, and the great thing is when you're young, you have time, so much time. Mm-hmm. And so you know, try different things. You don't have to have it all worked out at the beginning. Grow, you know, go and try things. I did a few different jobs until I found the job that I became successful in. Mm-hmm. Try stuff, experience it. And then you'll, the one that you really like is the one that um, will make the difference to your life. And then you can plan the outcome of that career once you're in that industry. Thank you so much for that. And I actually personally watched your crash um, course, if you may call it that, and you were describing how you got around tackling your goal in a step-by-step, really structured method. And I, for one, and, and this is um, probably uh, exposing my Waterloo, but I, I, I'm horrible in math. <laughs> um, I'm good at structure. But if you don't know what you're structuring, uh, especially it's finance like such. Um, so I really enjoyed that, that particular video. And we might uh, share the link, if you don't mind, into uh, coupled into this podcast um, to kind of uh, share to yes. listeners um, uh, what video I'm referring to. But I enjoyed that because that's that culminates what you're you're talking about here. Just having this this step by step, you know, take your time, have an understanding where you want to end up and go through it. Uh, I'm I'm such a big believer in goals and I'm such a big believer in understanding exactly what you want the outcome to be. It's like you want to make a million dollars. Okay, great. By when? Um, By the end of the year. Okay, so that's uh, by 12 months time. Okay, so that's a million dollars divided by 12. That's now $83,000 um a month so now we need to do eighty three thousand dollars a month okay um 
then let's break that down again. What's 83,000 divided by four? That's, um, what's that, 20,000 20, or something. Let's say 20,000 or something a week. Right, now I need to 20,000 or something a week. Okay, how much is that a day? Well, that's 4,000 a day, right? Mm. So how am I going to find a way to earn 4,000 a day? Well, mm. if I break that down, 4,000 a day, um, that's eight hours at 500 an hour. Mm. Okay, so now I've got, well, how do I, how do I make 500 an hour? Mm-hmm. What are, what are the actions I need to take to make 500 an hour? And once you, once you know and you've broken it down and it becomes, you know, the million seems very unachievable. The 83 may seem unachievable, but as you break it down into smaller and smaller parts, you'll start to see that it becomes more and more achievable. Yeah. But this is notwithstanding the fact that there may be situations or circumstances that that affect these, right? But in a day-to-day, there are certain scenarios or situations that could occur that you may not be able to reach these set goals. Mm, A family member gets sick, yeah, but Mm -hmm. most of the time it's not that. It's it's distractions. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You know, if you know that you've got to make 500 an hour and you spend 30 minutes on Instagram, you've just yeah. Instagram just cost you two hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. Um, ouch. Yeah. Everything that you do seems to be associated and directly linked to your goal. Right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. You know, a good example of this is me spending an hour with you today. Mm-hmm. Spending an hour with you today. That's you know, I charge myself out at. Mm-hmm. 2,000 pounds an hour. So that's uh, 10,000 dirhams it's costing me to sit and talk to you. So will I get 10,000 dirhams worth of benefit out of it? Mm-hmm. And um, maybe. And sometimes you have to take a flyer. You have to take mm-hmm. a chance. Maybe yeah. not. And there's been times that it has worked and times it hasn't worked. Yeah. Um, maybe. But you have to look at your time very carefully. And discipline is mm-hmm. really important. Motivation is not important. Motivation is, you know, is, is required daily. It's like a bath, you know, you need it every day. Um, but, but the reality is if you've got discipline mm-hmm. and your want and desire is a must and it's not negotiable, then you can achieve almost anything. Perfect. Thank you so much, Spencer. And with that said, uh, putting value to the time today, um, I need to put together sorry, ten thousand AED here. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> now that you've declared it outright, no, just kidding. Oh, to close, to close, Spencer. Thank you so um, much. There's uh, a lightning pitch challenge here that I want to impose on you, if you don't mind. Um, there dun, are, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so we at Garden of Life at Dubai, we do have three main products that supports the initiative. Uh, NFTs and cryptocurrency, and also um, the corporate columns. No, so just taking whatever it is that you know of cryptocurrency, how you would pitch cryptocurrency? How you pitch cryptocurrency? Well, you, the greatest thing about uh, pitching cryptocurrency is what you're not is pitching cryptocurrency. You're actually pitching against fiat money. So you're pitching against all of the reasons why real money doesn't work. So um, real money doesn't work because of inflation. Real money doesn't work because the law states that any government can, if they want, print any amount of money that they want and add it to the monetary supply. So that immediately with inflation devalues your money. So you have, I don't know, you have $100 in the bank uh, with 7% inflation. That means you've got $93 in the bank in 12 months time. 
just mm. by leaving it in the bank. So that's one option in your life. Doesn't sound much good. It's a guaranteed way to lose money in my mm. mind. Um, so then, then that could be even worse if governments decide to print even more money, devalue mm. that currency more. And you're at the behest of somebody else. So the value of your money is at the behest of somebody else. Mm-hmm. What's the alternative? Well, you can, you can buy gold and you can hold gold, but the mm. fact is gold's valued in dollars. Mm. Um, and then you have cryptocurrency, which is a completely digital un, uh, or decentralized structure Mm-hmm. And that structure doesn't, you know, there's only so many Bitcoins that are going to be made. Well, there's only a certain number. There's only so many that are going to be mined. And once they're mined, it's done. And so the, the value of that, because there's no more supply, uh, will only go up and up and up. Mm-hmm. And so that's why cryptocurrency should be essential for everybody on the planet. And a lot of people get involved in the crypto markets because they want to make fast money. They want to make fast bucks. But the reality is, most people that have invested in, in the crypto markets don't even understand what they're investing in. Mm-hmm. But they do understand that they don't want their money left in cash because it's going to go down in value. I am a believer, Spencer, <laughs> of your abilities. <laughs> and that is uh, everybody. That is Spencer Lodge for you, making it happen. Thank you so much for joining us here at the Garden of Life, Dubai, Spencer. Do you mind sharing some some connection uh, where they can go to? You go to spencer.lodge on Instagram. That's S-P-E-N-C-E-R dot lodge, L-O-D-G-E. You'll find me on Instagram. If you go to see me on LinkedIn, you'll see me at Spencer Lodge. If you go to YouTube, you'll see Spencer Lodge making it happen. And you'll see that my YouTube channel um, and TikTok, I'm Spencer.Lodge as well. So be careful of the scammers because there's loads of people that do fake accounts around my name. So I'm only oh Spencer.Lodge. Yes. Um, Price of being famous, no? Go follow me. Yeah. Go follow me. Come say hi. Introduce yourself. Let me know. You know, I don't buy it. I'm a human being. And yes. if there's anything I can do to help you, I will. Thank you so much for that. No problem. Thank you for our listeners and we'll catch you again on the next episode of the Garden of Life Dubai podcast. The future is gold.